0: This is the Better Than Before Betrayal Podcast, episode number 32. Abide in me and I in you, therefore walk with me. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a Life Coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing, as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace and confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hello there. I had the opportunity to speak in church last week. And I thought I would share my talk with you. So as a, I don't know if you know this, if you've listened to all the episodes, maybe you do. There are several members in our board that know a bit about our journey, my journey. Well, for the most part, however, the board knows nothing or very little of our struggles. I absolutely don't want you to judge my experience and think that yours should be like mine. Oh, there's that word again. Should. Your experience will not be the same as mine. We are all different people having our own personal experience. Our experience teaches us the way and what we need to learn individually. I have learned of women that have been basically shamed for forgiving their husbands, and also women that are shamed for not forgiving them. This is a personal thing. If it comes quickly, great. If it comes very slowly, great. This is all for our learning and growth. So here it goes. I pray that the Holy Ghost will be with you, and that your heart will be touched with that message that you need to hear today. In our most recent general conference, there was much talk about patriarchal blessings. This caused me to reflect on my blessing once again. When I received my patriarchal blessing, I treasured it. I didn't see anything especially unique in my blessing. I was admonished to do all of the things that I was taught as living a part, as a part of living the gospel. And the promises in my blessing seemed to be all of the blessings that everyone's promised as we seek to do what's right. Not very unique as I saw it. I did, however, notice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew that I'm, not as, I'm almost as nervous as when I gave the talk. Just kidding. Um, I did, however, know that it was a blessing meant just for me. And one thing that did stand out to me was the fact that the words joy and happiness were repeated several times. Joy four times and happiness five times. In fact, I was told, your main objective in this life is to seek for happiness. And everything you do should point toward your joy and happiness here in this life and in the life to come. Well, as an 18-year-old girl, this sounded great. Of course, I wondered what my life experience held for me. I was optimistic and also considered that this might be something of a caution, that it would be a challenge for me to find joy and happiness. I knew that life is good And I knew that life is difficult. I also knew that men are, that they might have joy. As it would turn out, I did struggle to find joy in my life. Life was good. And also, like all of us, I faced trials that I did not expect. As I lived my life, I tried to follow the counsel given. And of course, at times I did pretty well, and other times I did not. And as I experienced life, I learned more and more that my blessing was, in fact, very unique and personal to me. It was exactly what I needed. In my patriarchal blessing, I was counseled to study the scriptures. Again, something that we're all taught to do. And today I'd like to share some things from my life as I have experienced the blessings of following this counsel. In Elder Bednar's talk, Abide in me and I in you, therefore walk with me, he mentions several ways that we abide in the Lord. One way we abide in the Lord that he mentions is this. We abide in him by truly feasting upon the words of Christ. The Savior's doctrine draws us, as children of the covenant, closer to him and will tell us all things what we should do. Several years ago, I read the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 88-83, He that seeketh me early shall find me, and shall not be forsaken. This scripture struck me powerfully. Not be forsaken? I thought that this was a promise that I would like to have in my life. Of course, I had read this scripture before and didn't feel prompted to change my study habits, and I don't suggest that this scripture means that it's best to study the gospel in the morning. But to me, on this day, the Spirit spoke that message to my heart. At the time, I was a bedtime scripture studier. I decided to set my alarm a half hour earlier than my family awoke and study then. I also was prompted to read The Infinite Atonement by Tad R. Callister. Now, I'm an early-to-bed, early-to-rise kind of gal. However, I do not like getting out of bed in the dark and the cold. It was winter when I made this change, and it was challenging. Some mornings my eyes would burn as I turned on the light and tried to focus on the words on the page. This was also a beautiful time for me. I loved learning about my Savior and his atonement. As I read, I yearned to learn more. I would be excited in the evenings to get to wake up and read more about my Savior's atonement the next day. It was truly amazing. I had never before been so eager to study the gospel. It was beautiful. And these little drops of oil would pay off. When I finished reading the Infinite Atonement, I felt so much closer to my Savior. It deepened my understanding of His Atonement. I then read the Book of Mormon again, and as I was nearing the end of this study, I began to consider what my study would be next. I had the idea to read the Infinite Atonement again and mark every scripture in that book in my scriptures. At this time... I felt great peace in Christ, I felt peace in Christ, yet I was struggling to find joy in the circumstances of my life. Life was hard. The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. I love this quote. I find great hope and power in it. And yet, when President Nelson spoke those words, I struggled to believe it. As I said, I was struggling to find joy with the circumstances of my life at the time. And I found hope in this quote because the prophet always speaks truth. So I held on to this truth and tried to see it in my life. Six months after President Nelson spoke those words, and one week after finishing my study project, I was blessed with a miracle. I was blessed with the gift to me of immediately forgiving another person who had hurt me deeply. This was a gift for me. This forgiveness was not something that I would have readily offered. And please do not misunderstand me. I am in no way suggesting that forgiveness should come quickly. I am speaking of my experience of receiving a gift and to my experience of the healing power of the atonement. This was a gift for me not the other person. The ability to forgive was given to me. I was hurt, devastated actually, but the forgiveness was immediate. I had forgiven even before the person was aware that I knew what they had done. I had experienced immediate forgiveness before for pain caused by this person. The Spirit had guided me to know things I needed to know in the past and at this time. This was a deeper pain, and I was given this gift on a whole new level. I will be eternally grateful for this gift. It has made all the difference in my growth and healing journey. I testify of the reality of the atonement. This miracle, the ability for me to forgive, was the atonement working in my life. I realize that forgiveness doesn't always, or usually, come so readily, and that's okay. I don't always forgive readily, for sure. What I'm sharing with you today is my recognition that this was a miracle for me. Elder Bednar states, quote, The Savior's promise to his followers is twofold. If we abide in him, he will abide in us. But is it indeed possible for Christ to abide in you and me, individually and personally? The answer to this question is a resounding yes. I bear witness that this is true, I have experienced it. I believe my ability to forgive. The ability given to me was only possible because I made an effort to abide in him. Therefore, he did abide in me. I studied about our Savior's infinite atonement and I was blessed to know that it is very real. I felt it. The Lord walked with me through this most difficult time in my life. As I yoked myself, to him he helped carry my burden he carried most of it his promises are sure the pain was still excruciating the healing took time there was much repair needed in the relationship and there is still much growth needed and my savior walked with me and walks with me still i have experienced that peace that passeth all understanding through this experience and other experiences in my life, and I am so grateful for it. He truly does offer a peace that passeth all understanding. President Nelson taught, Life is filled with detours and dead ends, trials and challenges of every kind. Each of us has likely had times when distress, anguish, and despair almost consumed us. Yet we are to have joy? If we focus on the joy that will come to us or to those we love, what can we endure presently that seems overwhelming, painful, scary, unfair, or simply impossible? And also, when the focus of our lives is on God's plan of salvation and Jesus Christ and His gospel, we can feel joy regardless of what is happening or not happening in our lives joy comes from and because of him he is the source of all joy for latter-day saints jesus christ is joy in his talk elder bednar teaches us many ways to abide in the lord and then invites us to ask seek knock and learn for ourselves by the power of the holy ghost other meaningful ways that we can make Christ the center of our lives in all that we do. He says, I promise that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can know and feel the gospel truths I have attempted to describe to you. Are for you. Oops, I messed that up. Anyway, (laughs) for you individually and personally. I hope that each of us learns to know this truth for ourselves. I am grateful for my Savior. Because of Him, I have found that joy and happiness that my patriarchal blessing spoke of and that the gospel and the prophets promise. I am grateful for the promise of joy in this life as I continue to face the difficulties of life and strive to grow my weaknesses into strengths with the help of my Savior. I am grateful for the peace and the power that comes through keeping the commandments and covenants. I am grateful for my Savior that makes the great plan of happiness possible. I am grateful for loving heavenly parents who know me and know what I need. I am grateful for the Holy Ghost that guides, comforts, and heals our hearts. This is my testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And there it is. I want to point out that my healing was possible through the atonement of my Savior. The skill of managing my mind around all of life is the skill that coaching brings to me. I couldn't do one without the other. Again, I hope that you were taught by the Spirit today and have been guided to know for you how you can make your life better than before betrayal. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic,